Hi, everybody. All right. Addictions. Let's talk about it. <clears throat> now, what shaykhis does addiction have to Hanukkah? So really, the truth is none. I just wanted a cute name for the a catchy name for the title. No, I'm just kidding. Really, the, the addiction, we're all addicts to some degree. This is my personal belief. I know most people are in recovery disagree and think they're different than everyone and that they're actually crazy. Um, I don't see it like that. I think we all struggle the same. If someone falls into addiction, he has much harder struggles. And while he's in active addiction mode, he is struggling with such something much more deep that, yes, most people will probably not understand or relate to. But that does not make him different than anybody else once he sees the world in a more truthful way, in a more realistic way, then he's not in active addiction mode and we all have the same struggles. Uh, we all see the world through the lens of our ego and when someone's in an active addiction mode, he's only seeing it or almost only seeing it through the lens of his ego and he can't deal with reality. But we all really have struggles and therefore this addiction in Hanukkah really applies to all of us in my, at least the way I see it. Okay, so check us out. So if Dester says something super, super, super powerful on Hanukkah, this, for me, was uh, tremendous. Tremendous, tremendous yesaid in, uh, in my life. But there's a couple points it brings out. But he asks like this. He starts off asking three questions on Hanukkah. The first two are questions that come off and come up on, you know, on the Hanukkah, on the topics. And he asks like this. Why, what's the big... What's the whole reason why the Hashem looked for the Pach Shemen at, in the first place? The little oil that the whole nace happened from was unnecessary because um, the Klai Yisrael was Aynas. The Beis Hamikdash was ransacked, right? So that means that Klai Yisrael was Aynas. They weren't in a position to be able to do more. And Aynas Rachman Apatre. So then why the, the Hashem Patre summons in a place of being Aynas? So why do we need a, a nace in the first place? He didn't need to look for the oil in the first place. And why did Hashem need to give us a nace? It lasted for eight days. It wasn't necessary. Plus, another question. Uh, Tumah is pushed off or is not doesn't apply at all. That's something Tumah is Yasser. When, when, when there's a Tzibur. When the whole Klai Yisrael is relying on something or a big Chelek of Klai Yisrael is relying on something so you can do something even if it's Tumah. So they could have just lit... Tamay oil. So the first question is, why did there have to be a nace at all? They didn't have to lie. And second of all, they could have used Tamay oil. So why are they even? Why did the Chashmonaim even look for this little pure olive oil that was untampered with by um, you know by people who were Tamay? So so those are the two main questions. The way you, the third one is like this: that the number eight is a number that we don't really have shaykhs to according to Judaism. The way it works is that the number six. Is deals with physicality, is all physical, like the six days of the week. Seven connotes spirituality, which connects the physical and the spiritual, meaning we, we live in a physical world and we elevate it. So that's the number seven, which is Shabbos, that it's 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 a spiritual number, but we have shaykhs to it. And the number eight is the actual source of spirituality, which is no nothing to do with physicality. There's no Gashmias involved. It's pure, pure, pure. Ruchnius, and um, and 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 we can't really connect it. So so he asks Rav Rav, uh, Rav Dessler. He asks, so how can we? How is Hanukkah uh, eight days? Hanukkah is about the number eight. How could that be? How could we have Shaykhist it? 
So now he explains like this. There's two ways of understanding something. There's two beginners in understanding something. There's a, there's a, a deeper understanding, an inner understanding. Actually, I think inner is a better word. There's an inner understanding where a person feels in the inner chambers of his heart and the inside of him a deep connection that completely encompasses everything that he knows that this concept is true. This connection is true. He feels connected with it 100%. Right, guy could ask, uh, you know, someone has a, has an awesome relationship with his kid, and someone tells him, "Okay, we're going to take you to a court of law, prove that you have that you love your child." So he, you can't prove it because maybe he only did X, Y, and Z. Maybe he only was moisture nefesh for his child because he hopes that when he's in uh, in his old age, his child's going to take care of him. Or he hopes that XY is just easy for him to have a, a, a calm household, right? And it's not it doesn't prove that he loves his child. So the but he knows he does. He feels it. He feels it. There's nothing you can't. He doesn't have to give you a reason. He's connected that he loves his child. That's it. Now there's a different understanding, which is more sickly, which that we understand the concepts intellectually about um, how something works about a certain concept, but we don't understand the inner workings of of it. Which, as a side note, is interesting. Why does the Torah only, it never speaks about straight out, at least it doesn't openly talk about Elam Haba. If mitzvahs is, and, and, and Averis is all about the next world, it's all about this world too, for sure, for sure, for sure. The people uh, have the best lives, other people are connected to Hashem. But if, it, if the main part of it is really for the next world, or if what we're striving for is, is uh, to have the ultimate eternal connection to Hashem. So then why does the Torah not say, talk about it straight out? We have Ramazim, we have hints, but why does the Torah not talk about it straight out? And he says, a Navi only experiences something that he can see the inner workings of. A Navi has to fully, fully encompass everything that he's relating from Hashem. And that's only something which he could experience 100% or really connect to 100% from the inner connection. And, and, and Olam Haba is not connected at all to this world. Therefore, it cannot be related to Maishar Rabbeinu through Nevuah to put in our Torah something which he didn't understand 100%. We understand the concepts. We could understand how, uh, you know, in certain ways, what Elam Haba is and how Elam Haba works and why we feel about it. It's all about living in the moment and complete connection and completely earning our own existence. But we don't really, it can't really connect it in a deep way. So Maishar Rabbeinu, even though he was only connected his body to, to a little degree. He was able to go for 40 days to Shemayim and not eat and not drink, but he was still a human being. He was still connected to his body. He couldn't fully experience and connect to the inner workings of Elam Haba. Therefore, it couldn't be related in our Torah. He's saying a very, a very interesting concept. It would have been Sheker for the Torah to talk about Elam Haba to us because to us, we can't fully experience it and the Torah is only fully, fully, fully something we could connect with in truth. So, there, there's two um, there's two un- ways to go about our avoido, to go about our life's work, to perfect ourselves, to get closer, to be more connected. One is that we understand, we connect deeply, and we do what we connect with. And the second, there's a, there's a, a very important part, though, that is that we understand certain concepts and we can't connect to them deeply. But we're behaved to do them. So what are we going to do about that? And I'll explain with the whole, he explains, I'll t- let's talk about it in a second with the mushroom, it'll be more clear what I'm trying to convey, which is that he says that we have inner 
um, character traits. We have midas that we have to change that are really, really deep inside of us, deeply rooted, that are personality, and we can't change them. It's not possible. If someone has an anger issue that's really for coming from deep down, it's not possible to change. We might be able to push it away. We might be able to cover it over for a while. But we can't actually change the inner workings of how of our natural instincts. And then it could, someone could control himself for 20 years. All of a sudden, something really, really takes him very deeply, and he'll have a, his anger issue will be right back to where it was. And then we have the more external midas, or the personality traits that we see and, 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 and focus on more, and it come out more day to day, and those are something that we could change. It takes a lot of work. It's life's work, but it's something we could change. So now he says, how, now he brings a muscle like this, a very, very powerful muscle that Rebbe Strauss, he brings from Rebbe Strauss to Slanter. He says like this, let's say there's a Rebbe who's super, super close with this, a certain student. The student is very successful. He loves his student very, very strongly and everything, he takes care of him and, the, and they're, they're really, really on the same page and he's very, very proud that this guy's his student. Now he has a son that he's not as proud of. He has a son that makes life difficult for him. The son's struggling. The father's in pain watching the son struggling, whatever it is, right? Now there's a fire. God forbid there's a fire in the house. Who is the first person that this Rebbe will run to straight away? It would, his natural instincts, without thinking, any, without any cheshbonus, he's going to go straight to that person to save them first. It's going to be a son without a question. Without a question, it's going to be a son that he when he when they interact, it's more difficult, and the, more than the Talmud than when they interact, it's beautiful. It's perfect every time. Why? Because deep down, his love for his son, it can never be changed. It can't be changed. So he says like this. So how are we supposed to? Our life works is about changing ourselves. How are we supposed to change ourselves if the deeper part of us can't be changed? And this is the aside. And this is the aside. Of, of uh, addiction or everyday life of people. That when you work on what we can work on, what we do, what we could, when we throw away our cheshbonus, when we throw away our seichel in a way of saying, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, I could be in control of this, I'm going to try to do something like this to change my life. When we throw it all away and put ourselves completely in Hashem's hands, then the things that we can connect with and the things we can change will be changed through the Siyadah Deshmaya from Hashem. When we throw away our cheshbonus of what I could and can't do and we just connect, I said, it doesn't make a difference if I can't get deep. I'm going to do what I can do. I'm able to change the outer, the outer midas. That's what I'm going to work on, full force. I, in 20 years, I'm just going to resurface back to where I was because my intermediates aren't touched. I can't change those. It doesn't make a difference. I'm doing what I can. I'm doing what I can to capitalize on life, to get close to Hashem, to be a better person. Then, paradoxically, the part that we can't fo- can't work on, that we're not focusing on, that will be changed. Why? Not because we could change it, but because Hashem could change it, and Hashem will give us Yad HaDishmaya. So that means that the inner workings... And this, by the way, Rav Dessler says, is the kayak of Ein Breira. The kayak of no choice. When we're pushed to our limits, when we do what we have to do 100%, I have no choice. I have to do what I have to do. I have to take care of myself, even though it doesn't make sense. Because I can't change my inner workings. These are just external stuff. But the inside of me is still the same. It doesn't make a difference. There's, it says the kayak, the power of no choice. The power, the kayak of Ein Breira. The power of no choice. That's when we'll get the siyad to change things that we can. And he says like this, in this mahalach, in this way of working on herself, 
depends all of our success. All of our success is come, going to come from this Kayach of Ein Brer. I have no choice. This is what I have to do. So when he says what the Hanukkah miracle was, right? we asked, so why did they even look for the oil? They didn't have to. And why was there even nace? There didn't have to be. And how could we connect to the number eight? He says, really, that's the, the, the question is exactly the answer. They didn't have to. We didn't need the oil. We didn't need a nace. And we can't connect to the number eight. But he says, even the things that we can't connect to, we could only connect intellectually, externally. But if we do what we can to connect because we want to, then Hashem will give us Siyad HaDishmaya to connect in a deeper way also. So that means that they didn't have to find, the Hashem didn't have to look for the pure olive oil. And Hashem didn't have to give us the nace that it should last for eight days. Why did Hashem give us a nace? Because we went out of our way. Seichel dictated, Halacha dictates that we don't have to look for the oil. But the Hashemayim wanted it anyway. The, the Beis Mikdash. let's try to imagine this for a second. Let's try to bring up this picture to our mind for a second. The Beis Mikdash was in shambles. The, they, they walked into the, the holy, the holiest place in the world of Hashem's abode, and it was destroyed. It was destroyed by a bunch of Tommy people. And and halachically, they did not have to look for the oil, but they said, "No, we're we don't we're not we're not focusing on that now. We're focusing on what we could do to restore Hashem's glory in the perfect, most perfect, perfect Mahajran way." Then Hashem makes the nace gives a kiss back and says, I'm going to make it that it's going to last. You wanted to do it so badly, even though it didn't add up a piseichel, I'm going to do an ace that it's going to last for eight days. So all of us, all of us in our life, when we, we, we very often, forget about all of us, very often the way we view life is that we don't try to maximize in our full potential to the best life we could live. Instead, we try to live in the lowest level that we can and still, and still make it work, and still survive. And we're not going to push ourselves to make a billion dollars. Why? Because I'm making two hundred grand a year, right? It's enough. I'm good. So, the kayak of Ein Brera, when we focus on no, this is what I have to do. There's no other option. This is the only thing I could do. Means that we have to push ourselves a hundred percent because there's no other option. In terms of growing, in terms of being in terms of holiness, we need to do we need to do this. It's not it's another not another option. You know, people say like the Mishnah says that we shouldn't. Uh, if someone learns a lot, he shouldn't uh, be feel feel great. Shouldn't feel proud about himself. He shouldn't feel like a show off at all. Why not? He's learning all day. So if someone told me a muscle, so this fish is drinking water, right? He's in the ocean. He's drinking water to survive. And someone says, wow, you drink so much water. The fish is like, this is what I need. This is what I need to do. Whatever we feel we need to do to survive, wherever that level is, that is where, that's what we're going to accomplish. And that's where we'll have this yata deshmai that even if it doesn't make sense and even if it's too much for us and if it's too overwhelming, it's going to happen. Now, this is the key. This is the real answer to why people ask, you know, why do I have to go through such a hard time? Why do I have to struggle with addiction? Why do I have to struggle with, with so much difficult things happening to me? And what the way Rav Dessler says over here is specifically because we're pushed to our rock bottom, specifically because we're pushed to a place where there is no Brera except to grow. I came to a point where there's nothing else in my life except I have to move forward because everything is destroyed. That's exactly where we'll get the kayak from to be able to become a much bigger person. That's exactly where we're going to grow. Meaning, someone says, This happened to me and this happened to me, and it's, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Exactly because it's overwhelming is where is going to be the impetus for, 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 for a new person, for a new strength, 
for a new power. Because until then, we're trying to be in control. Until then, we have our chishvanis. And they said, yeah, listen, it's hard, but I'm hoping this is going to happen. I'm hoping this is going to pull through. I'm hoping that this guy is going to help me out. When we have simply have nothing else except for growth, that's a kayak of Ein Breira. And Hashem will push us to a point, even though it feels very, very difficult. It is very difficult. It's incredibly difficult. But we'll be pushed to a point where there's no other option in order for us to fully, fully maximize on on the on whatever is deep down in there that we're able to bring out and we're able to grow from. It's every area in life. It's the same thing with making money. It's the same thing with our relationships. When we're at a point where, okay, I have to do this right now. There's nothing else. There's no other options. That's when we'll fully, fully, fully be able to grow. And the eight days of Hanukkah, even though we can't really connect to the number eight, but if we do it, uh, above Seichel. We do it because we just want to love Hashem. The the, the the candle represents that we light by the Hanukkah in there. The candle represents that we're connected to Hashem beyond Seichel. It wasn't necessary. And Hashem therefore made a nace because we went above and beyond. Hashem went, so to speak, above and beyond and broke nature for us. That's what the, the candle represents. That there's nothing that's going to push us down too much because it only pushes us to a breaking point. But we're not going to break because in that breaking point is when we're going to find the, the impetus for growth. And that's when we're going to find the kayach of Aim Breira, the strength of no other option. And now I'm going to make something of myself. God willing, we should all connect to that. Our rock bottom shouldn't have to be through difficult struggles. Our rock bottom should be by us realizing that we really want to capitalize on life. Have a, a freilich and Hanukkah.